Um, hi, everybody, and welcome to the Locker Room Talk. Um, I, I am one of your hosts, Jay Bonsall. And I'm the other host, Armand Sodi. And um, we uh, we had an episode recorded and like a plan um, over this past weekend. And um, as you well know, um, Kobe Bryant died on Sunday morning in a helicopter crash along with um, with his daughter, Gianna, um, along with uh, seven other people. Um, and... I don't think it was appropriate to like, you know, record a podcast um, knowing that that happened. You know, we were going to talk about NBA front runners. We were going to talk about, you know, the Super Bowl and we'll kind of touch on the Super Bowl. But I just think, you know, with the heavy heart and everything, um, I think this podcast is going to be short, kind of another like kind of introduction to us. And then just talk a little bit about Kobe, what Kobe meant to us and um, what to what to what to carry forward from it. And then um, and uh, and a little bit about upcoming weekend and what you guys can expect from us from the next podcast but yeah um um arman um thoughts um it's just you know really sad just because you know kobe had a very like he has like very influential for a lot of ball players especially like the young ones of his teammates like i was reading a couple stories that he took matt barnes's kids like on their birthday to give them a surprise train session and like Sharif O'Neal showed DMs of him, and then he'd always like, you know, go take his daughter to games to see like ball like players like Haley Van Lith and Paige Booker. So he was really all about the kids and like improving them and trying to make them the best they could. And just on the court, you know, his I think all of us know that he's probably the one of the best basketball players of all time. And his just like you know how like when most people they're done on the court that's they're just done. But Kobe took it a step further. He was, you know, he had his own studios. Um, he had his own podcast. He wrote books. Um, and it's just it's just like really sad to see a man starting the second chapter of his life and he left the earth way too soon. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kobe. You know, I I mean, I'm a little bit. I'm like two, three years older than your mom, right? But I think I a little bit remember, you know, I lived in India from 2006 to 2010 and I came back and 2010 was like my first year into into sports, American sports. I had no idea what basketball was really. I had no idea what football was, but I started playing basketball in 2010 and that was kind of my way into American culture. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, everyone i mean i knew kobe bryant even before that though you know i i remember when i was five years old i'd look up to my dad and my dad was watching the fu- the fi- the nba finals in 2004 2005 when the lakers were probably playing the pistons or whatnot but you know my dad just be like wow that's that, i mean you know jay that's kobe bryant and um down 10 i they just they they just won a championship i i didn't see it but you know everyone the world was buzzing about the lakers and kobe and you know, I got to see those, you know, seven years from 2010 and 2017 in front of my own eyes. I saw saw countless, you know, I saw Kobe reverse dunking on the Clippers and whatnot and, uh, you know, hitting the Achilles free throws. And it's just, you know, I never expected, I mean, it's just like it, Saturday was when LeBron passed Kobe and it was like, oh, you know, I mean, it's, it's LeBron, he's passing, it's a great moment and he's right there, you know, Kobe just tweeted. And I, I never expected, you know, I never thought we'd live in a world without Kobe Bryant, at least for a long time, at least for a long time. At least I, I felt like I'd hear about 
something when I was like 50 and Kobe would be like, you know, 70 or, you know, he wasn't very old. Um, and, you know, I, I, I remember opening Twitter on Sunday around like 11 a.m. because I was going to go to the Cal versus Stanford basketball game um, because I'm a Eusebrick student. And um, I, I just remember opening it and TMZ had just tweeted like they were the first people to break the news and they had just tweeted for like like, you know, in the past minute. And it was like, you know, Kobe Bryant is dead in a helicopter crash. And and I'm like, no way. Like, I mean, TMZ isn't the most credible source, but at the same time, they also break some serious stuff sometimes. So I'm like, there's no way this is right. This has got to be like the one of the one of the one of the, you know, cra- like they, someone someone messed up. I show it to my roommate and he's like, there's no way that's real. Yeah, especially I didn't believe it was real because last year TMZ also posted that Lil Wayne died. So I was part of me was like, oh, this is completely. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, we live in a world where anyone can like Photoshop or provide some ridiculous information with some good evidence. And like and my my, my, and my friend, my roommates like TMZ is like a hoax, hoax gathering like or like just like they're this is not a very credible news source. I'm like, yeah, it has to be. So I'm like. I'm on, on Twitter for the next 30 minutes, like, looking for, like, Kobe to tweet or someone to be like, that's not true. The Kobe is alive and well. And then, and then, and then, and then every, and then some NBA superstar started tweeting. And then Woj tweeted. And once, when Woj tweeted it out, I'm like, there's no way. Exactly. Once Woj tweeted out, my heart dropped. I was like, yeah. Kobe's actually gone. And then I think everybody's first reaction was to go to, I think G- Gianna's Instagram because yeah. she was the ball player in the family, and then to learn a couple hours later that she was also yeah. That I mean, I mean, the rumors was like the beginning. It's like all oh, all four of his daughters were on there. I'm like, there's no way, and um, yeah. I mean, Kobe dying. Yeah, I mean, he, we lost the freaking legend, but I mean, his daughter to go with him, the one that was supposed to be the next Kobe. Is oh, yeah. is even more heartbreaking, and also and the other seven passengers to lose. Exactly. Their lives. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Don't like, can't discredit them at all. But I just, I I feel like you know I'm pretty young enough. I'm not even twenty yet, about to be. But I've never faced a major death so far, and I and I don't think you have either, Amon. Um, I'm well, kind of. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I feel I, I maybe I, maybe I don't know what to speak for you, but like none of my family members have really died, or and it, both my grandpas died before I was even born. So I've never really faced like death. Um, and this is like the first time someone I didn't even know or even saw see in real life, but somehow I felt like I was close to Kobe because of like I felt like I know knew him even because like how much of I read up on him and wanted to just be like or like how much I looked up to him. And and now like it's gone and it's just like it's been it's been it's been super like down it's been I don't know indescribable. It's kind of it's kind of crazy because like every every day since then I wake up and I'm like I don't believe it like I still think he's alive. Like, yeah. It just doesn't sound real that to say that Kobe's dead, but because it was kind of crazy because Saturday night. I was watching the Lakers game with a couple of my friend, uh, my friend and his dad and my friend's dad, and we were talking about how Kobe should have been in Philadelphia to congratulate, you know, LeBron. And my friend's dad was like, he should have swallowed up his ego and his pride and just gone out to Philly, which is his hometown, and you know, go and congratulate LeBron for passing him. But he wasn't there, and we're like, after I was looking back, I was like, if he was in Philadelphia, that this would have never happened. And I think one thing that is sad about this, this could have been 
prevent it. I mean, like, some deaths, you can say that, but, like, some people, they get, you know, like, old age gets to them, like, like that. Some deaths are you can't prevent, but, like, this one, when LAPD grounded their helicopters, I mean, I think that's a sign that you, sh- that they shouldn't have flown out. Especially- I mean, it's not even that, yeah, I mean, it's not even that, though, right? It's like, yeah, they got special permission and whatnot, so they, so that, I mean, we can, we can talk about the what ifs, right? There are, like, a yeah, ton exactly. of what ifs, but, but you know. Like, yeah, nothing think, nothing's gonna bring him back exactly right? um but, yeah it's been super heavy hearted i bet you know we're just two little we're just two kids look i just who can't can, imagine like the people in you mike if you saw Shaq and like d wade yeah that's Kong. been even more heartbreak it's i i feel like my heart's been broken even more times seeing d wade cry seeing Shaq cry today was absolutely heartbreaking especially because Shaq's supposed to be the funny guy I mean, Shaq is, Shaq's like, Shaq cries, it's like seeing your dad cry. I saw Tim Duncan cry, and I felt the same way. Like, it, it's just like, it goes to, like, the whole world just dropped everything, like, any differences in there. Like, they've all come together for Kobe, you know? And it kind of goes to show a person had this far reach of an impact and, like, effect on people around the world, like, around the globe. Like, yeah, I didn't even know Kobe. I didn't even get into basketball until 2012, and it, it felt like part of my childhood was yeah. gone, you know? I mean, I mean, I think most of us were, you know, the 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 twenty seventeen sixty, sorry, twenty sixteen or six seventeen. Twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen season, right? Yeah, it was his last and the sixty point final game. I mean, I mean, who goes? Who goes? I mean, you know, there's like the football legends who win a Super Bowl and like exit, like Peyton Manning, but like you know, to end your NBA career in in a sixty point, yeah, it's just. It's not better ways to end it, and you know the Mamba out, and you know I, I mean, in a way, I feel like Kobe will never be forgotten now, and that's never ever. He might, I mean, he should be the new NBA logo. Um, I think the jersey might get retired league wide, twenty four, and so, um, yeah, I, I mean, he definitely Kobe always told. I mean, I was watching T Max interview. Kobe said. Um, he wants to be immortalized in that way. He wants to die young. That's, that's I, I don't know why he would say that, but, you know. I, um, but um, I was whenever he did an interview, the one thing that always struck me about him was he only did interviews so people could learn from them. He always wanted every moment to be a teaching moment. That's why when you watch his interviews, uh, you always see that there's some kind of lesson that comes with it instead of the plain purpose of, you know, getting his life story out or answering a question. And I think... That's one thing that Kobe, you know, one of the many things that stands out for me from Kobe is that every interview was done for a purpose, and that was to teach his audience something. You know, we can go on and on. I could do this for an hour. I've just been so right. But I just want to say, you know, um, my condolences, my thoughts and prayers are with all the families who were lost in the in the accident. You know, I mean, a mother with three kids died, too, you know, Um it's just it's just a it's just a horrible horrible situation but my also heart goes out to uh, Kobe's wife Vanessa and there's no way she listens to this and I I can't imagine what she's dealing with but I, I really do hope um somehow the world you know makes this better for her and all the families grieving um and the whole world is right now to be honest a little bit I mean it, I think today was the, one of the better days in terms of I didn't wake up and feel straight sad I, I, I dreamt all night, definitely, like, Kobe was something, I don't know, I just remember that I woke up, and I'm like, I dreamt all night about Kobe, something, but, yeah, yeah um, I just think that, like, um, 
I think League, I think Kobe needs to be the new logo just because I've never seen like in my lifetime at least I've never seen when somebody dies this kind of influence and impact it's had on the world. Yeah. In our lifetime I would say um MJ Michael Jackson dying was one yeah. of but we were so pretty I, young. I was, I was pretty we're, young for that one. But. Yeah, I remember that. I still remember that just cuz um I loved Michael Jackson too. I used to watch but I I didn't really like no, I wasn't. I didn't know him for years and years. I just kind of knew him for a year, and I'm like, and, oh wow, he's gone now. So I didn't mean. Like, and like the one, um, one reporter on ESPN said, like she's like the only thing that's keeping me going is knowing that Kobe died doing the thing he loved, and that was being a father, like a girl, a, a girl dad, yeah, a yeah. girl dad, yeah. And yeah, that was that was also touching. Yeah, and it's crazy because she said he only, she only met Kobe for thirty minutes. But yeah, she was touching in those thirty minutes, and. It's just like you you see Kobe on the court and you think, man, this guy's an absolute like. I know, mean, his legacy will never die. Yeah, you but know? Like when you see when you play him on the court and you hear all the stories about like, oh, he took away um his players' shoes after they got blown out by the Blazers, yeah. or he gave his teammate a bloody nose. He might be thinking this guy's like a terrible person, but when you look back on it, these stories are kind of funny and just produces to his legacy. Well, that that's just great. who he was, you know. He was yeah. a he was a hard mofo, you know. Yeah. Um, he was he. He, he 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 accepted nothing but greatness and he knew he was given his all so like when his teammates weren't he he'd he'd divvy the, he'd divvy the criticism out and he was his own biggest critic i mean i think all of us you know we can the best way we can do is like you know continue the mambo mambo mentality way you know whatever your dreams are it's life's too short you never know when that person you're having a dispute with or, nobody expected to wake up s- sunday morning to new yeah that yeah. yeah people who went to bed go to bed tonight are gonna have plans for tomorrow morning and people who wake up tomorrow morning are gonna have plans for the night you know but you never know when those plans never will be achieved because you never know i mean life isn't even guaranteed for the next minute you know um but yeah um yeah, uh, with but that, though, um, with a little the, bit somber tone to start the podcast, exactly. right? Sorry, Armand, I kind of interrupted you there. But um, um, this is a locker room talk, though, um, just a little bit about the podcast. And uh, I know, Armand, you already did an episode first with uh, Manish. Um, but we're definitely going to be your two co-hosts, and we might have guests here and there. We'll see about that, though. But, yeah, this is just going to be kind of a, a different kind of – there's many sports podcasts and everything, but this is going to be – your two young young guns, you know, talking stats and what we think about what's going to happen in the big events in sport. You know, we're just two guys who are, you know, vicariously living through athletes and just can't get enough of sports. I mean, our parents always told us, you know, when we were younger, like, oh, you'll grow out of that phase. I was also a big sports head, but, you know, I, 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 I'm still as much into sports as I was when I was like 11 or 10. And I, I might not play it as much, but uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely there, right, Armand? Yes, I agree. But I think what you want to know is that we're always, we're also gonna bring a different perspective compared to other podcasts. I mean, we're we're coming from the younger generation, so you'll definitely see a different view and take on things compared to other big podcasts. Yeah, I mean, like people like Stephen A, um, Get Up and stuff. They have their own, they're, they're dedicated uh, sports shows sponsored by ESPN. They have a high budget and whatnot. These things, these guys have been doing for years. But what we kind of bring, want to bring, is kind of some things you might not think about every day, and like kind of have some um, data to back it up. 
um, and stats you might not, you know, hear about every day, but we're kind of more of a weekly podcast for now, you know, starting off weekly and a lot happens in just weeks of sports. Um, so, um, yeah, that's what we're going to try to do. Um, but yeah, um, thank you guys for, we're going to keep this short and sweet, you know, um, uh, definitely expect much longer and better episodes than this one, but, um, I just wanted to take time out of today to tribute Kobe and rest in peace to all the nine people on board Kobe's helicopter. And I pray for their families that they'll find something yeah. positive out of this. Yeah. And, uh, before this podcast ends, you'll, there'll be a 24 second period of silence before, um, just to honor Kobe. Um, but yeah, um, this has been, this has been, this has been the locker room talk. Um, and, um, uh, this has been our episode on our part of remembering Kobe Bryant. And, uh, we hope you guys have a good day. You know, mama, mama lives forever. The mama mentality. Um, we'll see you guys next week.